A study found that TikTok showed harmful content like eating disorders and self-harm within minutes of joining the platform. It was discovered that 52% of girls use filters every day and 80% have used an app to change their appearance before the age of 13. Recently, the social media platform TikTok has come under a lot of scrutiny. For better or for worse, this podcast episode will dissect exactly why specifically TikTok could be banned in the United States, what factors have led to this reality including promoting self-harm within minutes of joining the platform and manipulating the American population, and some pros and cons of banning the application entirely. First, the basic but overly important question, why just TikTok? The answer is obvious. TikTok is an application from Chinese company ByteDance. The nationality of the application brings about concerns of national security, namely data mining and changing the mindsets of foreign populations. In regards to national security, TikTok takes the cake for the most controversial Trojan horse. There have been many constant warnings from US officials that ByteDance, the owner of TikTok, could share user data on Americans with the CCP or the Chinese Communist Party. However, there is something more sinister about TikTok, according to Dr. Christopher White, professor of cybersecurity and homeland security at Virginia Commonwealth University. He talks about TikTok being able to influence populations and invoke a mass groupthink, which could be weaponized. Even FBI director Christopher Wray believes TikTok poses a threat to national security as the application's country of origin doesn't share our values. As of January 2023, 18 million people in the United States have downloaded TikTok. The average user spends 1.5 hours per day on the platform. Quoting from the article, the average time spent by TikTok users was more than four times that of Snapchat, three times that of Twitter, and almost twice that of Facebook and Instagram. Notice how all the other applications TikTok blows out of the water are made in America. These numbers give any actors, good or bad, the power to disrupt the mindsets of its users and feed them, according to US officials, propaganda and disinformation. In other words, it could brainwash foreign populations and radicalize any and all users with subtle algorithmic changes. My opinion on the matter is simple and quite obvious. It seems like governments want to retain control of the narratives they push to their population. This is inevitable and understandable, but in the same breath, I won't dare say that this is correct or ethical. Regardless, if I were to take the lens of China being the enemy, I would ban TikTok as fast as possible. It doesn't make sense to have all of these fears in the melting pot, but never do anything about them. So what is the holdup? Before we get to that, there are many other concerns with TikTok that are also important to address. This next point goes back to the Chinese influence view, but takes a rather different approach. In fact, this is not just subject to TikTok, but to all social media platforms. The only reason we're looking at TikTok primarily is because of the purposes of this podcast episode and the fact that people spend more time on TikTok than anywhere else. Moving on, the influence on our self-perceptions creates great cause for concern. A study found that TikTok showed harmful content like eating disorders and self-harm within minutes of joining the platform. The study found this out as a user posing as a 13-year-old boy interested in physical and mental health. 2.6 minutes later, suicidal content was recommended, and 8 minutes later, eating disorders. Even more sinister, users who expressed vulnerability were targeted more. 
The study had two users, one with the username LoseWeight and one with a female username, whatever that means. Both the accounts were made to literally like the same type of content, like mental health and body image, and what was found was shocking. The LoseWeight account was served three times more overall harmful content and 12 times more self-harm and suicide-specific videos than the standard accounts. And it doesn't just stop at recommendation. The use of filters is equally diabolical. As people use the platform more and start posting on it more frequently, their interactions with filters change. Instead of looking at filters as a kind of supplement to their face, like wearing makeup or face paint for example, they see filters as how their face should look. Thus, terms like Snapchat dysmorphia and Instagram face find themselves in contemporary lingo. The algorithms the filters use reinforce, according to Dr. Ellen Egger, certain beauty standards which are very narrow. In fact, 60% of girls feel upset when their real appearance doesn't match the online version of themselves. Ripping this paragraph directly out of the article linked in the description, the inability to live up to the edited face can trigger anxiety, depression, and eating disorders too. The risks are particularly harmful for young people who, according to Dove's latest research, spend an average of five hours per day on social media. Quote, Adolescence is a key developmental period for the onset of depression, body image concerns, and eating disorders. Therefore, they're a high-risk group, unquote. It was discovered that 52% of girls use filters every day, and 80% have used an app to change their appearance before the age of 13. Taking some teachings out of Tristan Harris's work, he talks about a race to the bottom regarding beautification filters. Basically, every platform is competing for your attention. Thus, if you are using filters, you will go to the platform that makes your face look the best because a better looking face will attract more likes, comments, and attention. So, social media companies will beautify their filters, making you look better in a more subtle but still noticeable manner. However, if one company does that and garners more users, every company has to follow suit. What you end up with is a race between companies to make their filters as appealing as possible, which creates the dysmorphia problems because the filters don't represent your actual appearance. Even after this, I found even more problems with TikTok, specifically with the culture of influencers, and I want to relate that to automation. TikTok makes it very easy to grow by doing the most, let's say, simple actions. Dancing, speaking lyrics, and controversial opinions can make you a star literally overnight. This prompts two things which are detrimental to Gen Z's growth, saturation and useless skills. First, the saturation of influencers. It seems like everyone wants to be an influencer nowadays. Everyone wants to do the most minimal amount of work possible, gain thousands to millions of followers, and stay at the top for the next decade. It sounds absurd, but this is the mindset of most wannabe and actual influencers. Seeing how influencers live, getting sponsorships and brand deals, promotes the thought in younger minds of a similar dream. Thus, instead of paying attention in school, starting a business, and obtaining new skills and development, they open TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, and YouTube and post the most outrageously cringy and clickbaity things imaginable. Sometimes it works, and sometimes it doesn't. The relationship to TikTok is this. TikTok makes it way easier to blow up overnight, and with everyone knowing this, 
they drop everything they're doing and try to become a star by dancing or lip syncing. This is severely detrimental because it is giving false hopes to people and taking time away from them to build their futures and create real success. Furthermore, influencers don't have any real useful skills. Before you say it, yes, there is a social media marketing aspect to being an influencer. You have to be personable, you have to be creative, and you have to be unique. But that's it. If an influencer gets cancelled, loses their following, or simply loses interest in what they're doing, they're done. They have nothing to fall back on. Especially with automation taking the low-level jobs, they can't even build back up from minimum wage. They'll have to play catch-up and radically specialize in a field and compete with the other people who have the skill sets, expertise, and years of experience on their side. Here's my last point about influencers. I think they are necessary. I value the fact that people have made a living by simply being themselves and finding a following that supports them. I just think that the shift to everyone wanting to be an influencer is going to result in a lot of lost potential, upset parents, and create a lot of unnecessary excess unemployed people that cannot find work because they gambled their futures away and didn't create skills that were more valuable. So why hasn't TikTok gotten banned yet? I've highlighted two reasons. First, TikTok is spending big bucks on lobbying in the United States. In 2020, TikTok spent $2.6 million. In 2021, $5.2 million, and they reached $4.3 million in the first three quarters of 2022. However, the problem is, is that the ideas of free speech come into play. TikTok hasn't actually violated any laws, and so according to Forbes, free speech laws in the US make it difficult to ban the app. There could be pressure mounted on Apple and Google, who host the application stores where TikTok can be downloaded, to try and mitigate these national security risks but we will have to wait and see if anything pans out from that. Finally, will other countries follow suit after TikTok is banned in the United States? It seems that the US will actually not be the first country to ban TikTok if they do go through with it. Already, India, Indonesia, Iran, Jordan, Afghanistan, Armenia, Azerbaijan, Bangladesh, Pakistan, and Syria have banned the app. The only country in Europe to voice their concerns about the platform is France, with President Macron wanting to regulate the app. It seems likely that if the US pushes for a ban, Europe will follow suit quickly and decisively. So, is TikTok dangerous and are these concerns regarding national security, privacy, and influence valid? Yes and no. Yes, because there is evidence that TikTok was spying on US journalists. They gained access to their IP addresses and user data, trying to figure out if they had been in the same locations as ByteDance employees. This further promoted the idea that TikTok cannot be trusted as mostly conservatives were fired up, demanding the app be banned as soon as possible. No, because TikTok isn't doing anything that American social media companies don't already do. Spying, data mining, and attention manipulating are only some of the things that have been constantly found on Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat, and YouTube. However, if TikTok does get banned or even regulated in the United States, we will have to also see the similarities with American social media companies and do something about them too. But I guess that's a conversation for another time. Thanks for listening to the Gen Z Diplomat podcast. To support it, please subscribe to our YouTube channel and add it to your favorite podcatcher. Check out our other social platforms on TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram. I firmly believe that the more we talk about what future we want, the more likely we are to build a future that we deserve. Thank you for listening to this episode, and I hope to see you next time.